When I first came to Victoria, it was very rare to see people swimming. Now, maybe it was the pandemic that led more people to want to get out and do things and they couldn't get as far. And of course, there is an ocean here. It's just not very warm. And then I realized that there was this phenomenon that was being talked about quite a bit called cold water exposure or immersion. It seems it's an increasingly popular health fad that sees people plunge into freezing cold water or just cold, as it is here in Victoria, to improve their overall well-being. Now, perhaps it works. Perhaps it feels like it works. Um, but the idea of taking a dip in an icy bath, again, having made lots of headlines, there's also been some claims out there uh, that I've seen that you can lose weight, that it defends against diabetes, that it can generally be, that you'll generally be much healthier if you do it. Um, but is the science there? Is the research there at least? I mean, I, how it makes you feel, you feel better, then, then of course it's fine. But what about the research backing up any of those claims that it actually has health benefits? Does it actually improve your life? Or could the claims be relying on research that is, if you'll pardon the pun, as thin as thin ice. Well, joining me now is Gideon Merowitz-Katz. He's an epidemiologist from the University of Wollongong in Australia and a podcaster and writer who contributes to publications such as The Guardian. He also has a great Twitter feed that looks into a lot of these popular subjects and tries to figure out what's behind them. And he joins me now. Thanks for your time. It's my pleasure. Nice to be here. It is. There is a certain irony in, in having uh, someone from Australia come on to tele talk to Canadians about cold water, but this is a really interesting, interesting, <laughs> interesting subject. So where did this cold water immersion trend come from and what is the Journal of Circumpolar Health? I have to say, I'm not sure where health trends come from. They're usually a group of people who do it and think this is fantastic and then convince researchers to have a look into the topic. Uh, but if you had to say a progenitor, I do know that there's a guy called Wim Hof who's a big advocate of cold water immersion and cold weather um, hiking and things like that. And I think he's been a big advocate for it for a while, but I'm not sure exactly where it started. You know, Canadians will obviously embrace anything that involves the cold being good for you since we're surrounded by it at all times. Uh, it, it purports certain health benefits. I know you went into them in the article that you wrote. Uh, what does it claim? What does it claim to do? Well, I think that's one of the interesting points, because depending on who you ask, cold water can have benefits across a huge spectrum of, of health conditions. Um, the recent article that I discussed in my um, piece looked at everything from mental health to uh, immunity to cardiovascular health to diabetes and describe the research that has gone into those topics. Some people say it can prevent disease, it can prevent infectious disease. Um, I've seen arguments online that it can completely eliminate cardiovascular disease, it can reduce weight, all sorts of things. Uh, so it kind of depends on who you ask. Now, presumably just getting up off the couch and getting to that body of water, wherever it may be, however cold it may be, in of itself is probably good for you. But what did you, uh, what did you find out about the cold water uh, itself? What kind, of, what kind of research is out there to back up this stuff up? Yeah, so it's, it's important when we're discussing cold water, I think, to separate cold water immersion from cold water swimming to a degree. Because the idea is that immersion by simply putting yourself into cold water you you're improving your health um swimming is of course 
a good form of exercise. I love to swim. Uh, it's pro has proven health benefits. It can be very low impact for people with disabilities and, and chronic pain. So swimming in and of itself tends to be good regardless of whether you do it in hot or cold water. Obviously, there's risks of drowning and such, but it, it, it is a, a good way to get fit. The, the question really is, does putting yourself into cold water specifically uh, have a health benefit? And basically, to sum up what, what I found when I looked into this topic, uh, we don't have a good answer to that question. We don't even really have an answer to that question. All we've got is a series of speculative theories about what, what might what cold water might have on our health, um, backed up by very little hard evidence. Yeah, some of the studies you pointed to were uh, decidedly thin, <laughs> to, to say the very least. You know, I, my mom was a science journalist. She always pointed this stuff out to me as much as humanly possible. Uh, you know, you need to go through some rigorous rigorous scientific study to see if something's actually effective or beneficial. And uh, clearly, this hasn't has doesn't qualify. Pretty much. I mean, so I'm an epidemiologist. I, I'm not a... Uh, medical scientist um, or, or like a doctor per se, uh, what I deal with really is implementation um, when, it, when push comes to shove. And what we want to know, or what people generally want to know is, if I get into cold water regularly, and if I swim around in, say, a, a glacial lake, um, or, if, or if I swim in Canada most of the year, um, will that improve my health? And to answer that question, you would have to run a fairly rigorous study. And it's not just, will that improve my health? It's, will that improve my health more than getting in warm water, going to an indoor swimming pool, say? And so what, what you'd want maybe is a randomized trial where people are allocated to either swim in warm water or swim in cold water, follow them up for six months and see what changes there are to their health, uh, as well as compared to a control who do some other form of exercise, say. Instead, what we tend to have is two kinds of studies. The first are biomechanical lab bench studies where we're testing things on mice or rats or cells in a lab, which are very interesting and very useful, but don't necessarily answer the question that we care about. And then we've got the sorts of studies that I really talked about in my piece, which usually not sufficiently rigorous to answer any questions. You see like 10 cold adapted men who regularly swim in in cold water compared to 16 non-cold adapted men um, and they get to choose which group they go into so regular swimmers versus people who don't swim and after six months there are some tiny changes in some of their biomarkers for inflammation um, but very little benefit of any kind i would have imagined that this was a a relatively difficult journey for you to look into because just by the research itself, there must be thousands of articles out there about the benefits of it, but very little research to find. How did you manage to dig through all the uh, all the articles to find to find what wasn't there in terms of of, of scientific study? Well, I'm very fortunate um, that actually a group of scientists did the work for me already. Uh -huh. uh, I based most of this on a recent review study. I then obviously had a, had a bit of a look around for myself as well. Um, and I should say, it's important to note that I'm not an expert in cold water swimming. I'm not an exercise physiologist. I'm not telling you, the individual listening to this, to either swim or not to swim. But I would say that the evidence that I've seen and the evidence that I can find in either this recent review study that 
looked at a hundred different studies on cold water swimming or the evidence on, on the, in the various clinical databases is certainly not convincing. So just for you, was there, a, how did you land upon it? Were you just interested because it was out there and you thought, I wonder, I wonder what that's all about? Or did you have a personal experience? Did someone try to sing the praises of cold water swimming to you or cold water immersion at least? Uh, in this case, I was I got interested in it because I saw a Daily Mail headline. Ah, it's best always place. a good way. It is indeed. <laughs> yeah, and and it linked to this review paper which came out uh, a couple of weeks ago in September, and I looked at the paper and I read through the studies that the paper cited, and I started thinking this doesn't seem nearly as robust as as people are making it out to be online, and and that's uh, so I had a look into it. It, it I mean. It... What's interesting about it, of course, is if there is no science to back up the benefits specifically, then people tend to attribute lots of benefits to something, right? Like it's it's not as if someone's got out and said, you know, let's study the idea of cold water immersion and its impact on diabetes, because that's, I gather, one of the things that's out there. Um, but I mean, at this point, we don't know anything, right? We don't know anything about it. There's nothing out there to say that it's good. There's nothing out there to say that it's bad, necessarily. Pretty much. And it's not even that people haven't gone, haven't tried to study it. It's just that the studies so far are small, they're uncontrolled, they're in tiny populations. I think the biggest study I've found so far is about 40 people, and they're very selected groups where the people who are swimming in cold water or immersing themselves in cold water are very different to the group who, who are not. Or even there was one very interesting study where people... Um, were brought into a lab and they were immersed in either warm, somewhat cold or very cold water for 80 minutes. And and this proved that um, being in cold water for 80 minutes does cause you to uh, burn a bit more energy, um, which comes as no surprise to anyone who's shivered before in their life, of course, but a useful and interesting kind of biomechanical study. And um, it, so it's it's not necessarily that there's no evidence. It's that there isn't any evidence that's useful for the question that we want to know the answer to, which is, should I, the human being listening to this advice, get into that very cold lake? Not unless you like really cold water, I would assume. I mean, that's what it kind of boils down to, right? It's it's uh, If it feels good to you, then go ahead. I, I mean, you mentioned that there could be some very cold water can be dangerous, obviously, if you don't watch out. But uh, but if you know if you feel there are benefits to it, great. Uh, but we just don't know that to be scientifically true. Yes, I actually, in my article, linked to a news report um, from Canada about oh. people who, uh, who, would, who had passed away after... Uh, paddleboarding on a on a lake without life jackets, um, and so yes, there there are dangers to cold water immersion. Well recognized, people can drown. So it's always important to to be safe when you're doing this. You can immerse yourself in cold water in a bathtub at home with with a lot of ice, um, as long as someone's there. That's probably safer than jumping into a cold lake, but. In terms of the benefits, the, the clinical benefits, particularly to human diseases, I can't say either way whether it's good or bad. All I can say is that we, we just don't really know. So you're not on your way here to Canada anytime soon to uh, to make a pilgrimage to the nearest freezing lake to take a dip? Uh, so funnily enough, I love cold water. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the water doesn't get that cold in Sydney. It, it's usually between 16 and 20 degrees here in the sea 
year year round and it sometimes gets a little bit colder. Uh, but I do love jumping into cold water. When I was recently in Europe, I had a, a very nice swim in the Atlantic a few times. But so I would say if you enjoy it and you do it safely, absolutely swim in the swim in freezing cold water. It wakes you up, if nothing else. And I find it very enjoyable. But the hype, the massive claims for benefit, the argument that you're not going to get sick if you jump in cold water once a day or you run up a hill um, wearing nothing but boxer shorts uh, in the ice. I think that those arguments don't have sufficient evidence uh, behind them for us to treat, for us to know whether whether they're true or not at this point. Well, for Canadians, we really have no choice most of the time but to swim in cold water. <laughs> we don't need to wear boxer shorts, but we often run in the cold. Uh, Gideon Merowitz, Katz, thank you so much. My pleasure.